Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to jump in this morning, friends. We're going to be talking about God's design in our life, or you might even call it this here, God's great plan for us. How many believe that the Lord has a great plan for his children? Amen. Both of you. How many believe that? Amen. Everybody. Man, you guys got to get I need you. Come on, man. Everybody, what I always say, everybody needs a cheerleader, right? You know, I tell you, I, I, how many people went to the races last night? What does that say? I don't know. <laughs> what I was going to say is I thought I heard a few of y'all yelling all the way over to my house, but I guess they're resting up from that. But anyway, you know, I, I say this from time to time. Man, we go to sports games. We go to t-ball things. We go to bowling. Don't we, Tim? And they yell. The man sport. I mean, they, they get, I mean, they get loud. And, 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 I, and I'm probably jumping in here, too. I get a little excited about a few things sometimes. Y'all never know that. Kind of calm, collective. <laughs> Who is that? No, it's not me. But I tell you, if you're going to get excited about something, it's about Jesus. It's about what God has done for you. Amen. So I'm not going to sit on the sidelines. I started late in the game anyway. 30 years old. I was hiding behind things. I was looking at this. I thought God was coming down to, 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 to pick on me. Boy, did I have it all wrong. God came down because he picked me. And he picked you, and he picked you, and he picked you. Amen? And so today we're going to talk about his amazing design and how he thinks you're something amazing. Guess what we do too, amen? I want you to hear that today. So, have you ever heard this? You know, sometimes I talk to people and they say, you know, man, I just think I was, I was born at the wrong time, at the wrong place, or whatever, you know? I got a beautiful bride that, that she likes everything from like the 50s. Now that I'm 50, I figure she likes me. Right? <laughs> but you know, she's like, let's do one of these little dance. I was like, my knees won't do that, baby. I can't. Oh, listen to that. And I said, they don't even have any good guitar music in there. But she likes that. And sometimes she said, well, I think that was really my era. I like, I like a lot of different stuff. But I want to tell you today that God has you here at this time, right on time. Amen. Amen. We have a God of order. You just look around at the universe. We've been talking about that on, on uh, Tuesday nights. I mean, you look at. You know, you got the dirt and the seed and everything else. I, I was blessed to have a, a fella come over and till up some ground for me the other day. And I, I, I guess I overworked him because I don't see him. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that out of the, of the recording. But, uh, man, you know, isn't it good to see things grow? How many people want to grow in the Lord today? Amen. God's got amazing stuff for us. But when we look at God's nature, we see so much of God's character. There's order. There's progression. His, his divine... Ah, intervention, the whole deal. And I think that's what we look at. One of the things that, that as I, I look around, I was looking in the backyard and looking at the trees and looking at all things and looking at my kids and, and a friend of mine's uh, grandchild. I saw the other day, you know, I got to bring this up. How many of y'all know one of the favorite places that we love to play? We get to play a lot of different places. is Hampton Christian School. And we got to go this week. And, and we've been going there so long. Now we see the kids growing, you know. And it's so amazing to see. Uh, I, I saw one of the little boys yesterday. And I told him, I said, man, there must have been 80 people there. He said, Mr. Buddy, there's 250 of us. I said, "Woo!" They sing so loud. It's louder than the PA. Their hands are up. Their hearts are focused on the Lord. Man. So many times when we look at the world, we think, where, where are those next leaders coming from? Where, where are the moms and dads coming from? What's, what's going on? Who's going to hold the course? Well, I tell you what. A lot of times we don't see all that, but I'm telling you, I get to see a pocket of that from time to time. And I pray that you see a pocket of it coming from here. 
So it's good to see our young folks, our seniors. It's good to see everybody. And when I say that, talking about the young folks, I think a lot of times they get, they get a, a, a bad rash. Oh, this younger generation, you know, and I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that my dad probably said that. <laughs> I know he did. Yeah. And, you know, and we look at things like that. But let me tell you, what are we doing to encourage them? Man, I want to love them. That's, that's our future. Think about it. And they'll probably be taking care of you one day. Amen. Where's Thomas and Jess? Y'all get an amen there? Boy, that's quiet. That's quiet, wasn't it? I better stay in some good shape. Wow. So, Grandma, I'm going to stay with you if something happens. We'll just be healthy together. That's good. Well, I'll tell you what. God is about life and living. And I said, you know, he just breathes life into everything. I mean, you look at the, the plants, the, 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 the grass. The, this time of year, you know, I don't know if we notice it. I think we probably complain about it. All the pollen. Anybody been dealing with that? I got a black car. And you wash it and you drive around a block and you need to wash it again, you know. But that's God's design, how, how plants come and go and live and, and reproduce. And, and, you know, we're, we're not much different in that aspect. We have different seasons of our life is what I'm saying. So today I want us to really focus on living. Y'all ready to hear about that? Amen. I'm talking about living and, and, and just being who we are in Christ. And I said it's, it's absolutely amazing about all the different things that God's created but you, say me, are his crown jewel. When you look in the mirror, I want you to know there's nobody like you. It's amazing. So I want to keep on rolling here and I want to read a little bit, but I want to, we're going to kind of be in Ephesians chapter one. I want to encourage anybody, if you ever get down, remember this. Open your Bibles. Go to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. I tell you, you have to work to be depressed if you read that. Because it starts talking about who we are and all the things God has done for us. But I want to jump on this right here. If you got your Bibles, that's great. Ephesians 1, 5, but I'm going to unpack more of that. But I want to read that to you and get started. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. God didn't go, uh-oh, what do we do now? His plan from the very beginning when Adam and Eve blew it, that he was going to restore them and restore us through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And I want to keep on rolling with that. We're going to read more and unpack all that. But I want us to see that today and as we start that. And I said, when we read this whole chapter, I just wanted to kind of just wet our whistle with this here. But I want you to know that God made a way to redeem you from your sin. Does that sound like good news? I, I know in my life, and many of y'all heard this, I, I didn't grow up in church, didn't know anything about that. I, I had the misunderstanding about God. I thought he was some big guy up in the clouds waiting for me to mess up and say, man, you're out. But I'm going to tell you what, when someone come outside the doors and tell me about a loving, giving, caring, forgiving God that loves me because you got to make it personal, unconditionally, that got my attention. See, Folks, and even ourselves, and I'm probably jumping ahead, man. I'm just going with what the Lord's given me. We can be our own worst enemy sometimes. We can, can anybody beat yourself up good, man? I'll tell you, I can do it, man. I can, I can just say, man, I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you did this. But as we go through this chapter, I want you to see what God did. God's grace is greater than your sin. Amen? God has made a way through Jesus Christ. All we got to do is put our faith in that. 
put our trust in that. Amen. So let's take a closer look at what God's got for us. If you got your handout, it's a great thing to take some notes on. Got some other scripture to pull in today. And I want to take a closer look to see God's divine reflection in you and in you and in me. Amen. Let's get with it. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. I want to talk about the uniqueness in you. Anybody think they're kind of unique? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a good thing. And I said, you know, we just have so much that's pretty amazing. And it doesn't have to look like somebody else. But I want to keep on going. And I kind of started out with this. I said, it's your time. What do you mean, buddy? It's your time. I said, and I went back to this and I jumped jumped the gun a little bit. But I was talking about, you know, I think I've been wrong, been, been born at the wrong time. No, you were born at the exact time. And for anybody ever thought maybe they were a mistake, you ain't no mistake to God. Amen. He knows the plan. He's working it all together for, for the good. And you can, you can rest in that. And, and I can tell you, it's your time. So we need to what? Rise up and seize that. We need to rise up and do that. Because like I said today, with your uniqueness, you can make a difference. Anybody, any plumbers in here? Yeah, there you go. Any electricians in here? You know, all these different things. You know, any encouragers in here? Everybody raise their hand. Y'all are encouraging. All the time. Any good cooks? Just put your name and number right over there. <laughs> put your name and number right over there. I want to make sure I get that, get that squared away. But whatever God has given you to do, it's unique. It's special. It doesn't have to look like his. It doesn't have to look like hers. But use your gift to, to reflect the Lord. And I said, it's, it's your time to be alive. I have to watch this because I'm getting to the point where I got a couple of aches and pains or more at times. Yeah. And my family goes, not again. You know, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is almost healed up before this went wrong. And what's going on here? But you know what? I got to read the word. And I said, wait a minute. This body's got to get in line with what God said. So I'm going to keep on saying what God said about it. Man, he's, he's brought healing for us. He's done all these things. And I keep on rolling with that. But also, if you're not careful, you can get in with everybody and say, oh, I got this problem. And this one's got this problem. And this one's got that problem. I'm not saying that these things aren't true. But I say this. If you keep giving voice to it, instead of praise to God, you're going to end up hearing more of the negative than more of the positive. I'm ready to praise the Lord. How about y'all? There's something you can find to praise the Lord about. You know, there are some terrible situations that folks go through. I haven't been through some of them. You haven't been through some that I've been through. And I never want to underestimate that. But what I want you to hear is this. God loves you. So do we. Amen. So let's keep on going. It's your time. And I had a few other things here. I said, you know what? There's, there's problems for you to solve for a time such as this. Maybe there's songs for you to write. Maybe buildings to build. Somebody encourage. Somebody to, to help. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever thought about it? Just think of, and it's so much bigger than this, but just think if you were here to change one person's life. Isn't that something? But I believe it's so much more. Look at the lives you can change. Just, just a little something, man. It's humbling. We got to go play, like I said, at that, that school. I saw Caitlin, got to wave to her. And, and Denise's best friend's grandson's here, little Thomas. And for some reason, he must think Mr. Buddy is like this tall, you know? And, and so I want to be very careful how I respond because I want to point him to Jesus, amen? And he comes up at all the kids and he's right beside me. Hey, Mr. Buddy, how you doing? And I take a walk and I turn around and he's right there, you know? And I thought, man, isn't that great? 
to have somebody that thinks so much of you. Isn't that something? Man, I want to encourage him in the Lord. Yesterday, I'm, I'm vacuuming my car and I, and I get a phone call. And it's Miss Gail. She says, somebody wants to talk to you. It's my little buddy, Thomas. Hey, Mr. Buddy, what are you doing today? Ah, I got a few things going. My Nana says sometimes you ride the motorcycle by her house. You think you might come by today? Wow. Man, you betcha. You betcha. And with all the busy schedules and everything, I said, I'm going to go by and see that boy. And I went by and me and Jesse hung out with them for a little bit. And they shot some basketballs and we did a few things. But just taking a little bit of time. A little bit of time. And you know what he said? He said, my nana says you guys do band practice from time to time. I said, yeah, sometimes. He says, uh, I think I can sing some of those songs. <laughs> he was on a mission. I said, really? I said, well, you let me know, and maybe we can get together and see what songs you can sing. Maybe you can teach me a few, amen? But see, isn't that something? Something was ignited in that young man. And me and Miss Tanya just happened to be the ones that got to bring it. I know it's God. I know it's God. But I can say, man, hey, you know, I'm really busy today. I got time for that. I got to get down here. And name off all these things. But I knew God was involved in that. And it's not a buddy thing. I want to make sure when God gives me the privilege to speak in somebody's life, I talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. He had a bunch of dogs over there and his uncle just got a brand new puppy. Mr. Buddy, look at this. And sometimes my brain just wanders off. And I had taught his dad guitar and his uncle guitar and his granddad guitar, you know? And I thought, man, it just seems like a year or two ago until your dad was sitting in my house. And I looked at that puppy and he had that little puppy and I said, man, that dog's gonna be big before you know it. Because other dogs were running around, they're full grown. And I thought, isn't that something? Look how fast things change. Make the most of those opportunities. When somebody says, hey, can you tell me about this? Or hey, something like that. I pray that I and we don't get too busy to slow down and speak a word of encouragement into somebody's life. Because you know what? It's your time. It's your time. And I don't know why this is. I don't know if this ever happened to you. As good as moms and dads and grandparents are and all those things. Sometimes it's somebody that's one step out from the family can say one word to change your life. Your mom and dad could be saying it the whole time. Your aunt and uncle could be saying it the whole time. Grandma and granddad could be saying it all times. I don't know what it is. And they'll hear it from somebody else and they go, ooh. You know what I say to that? Keep on sowing that seed. Keep on sowing that good seed. And you know what? Does it really matter? Who sows the last one where it connects? That link in that chain comes together when they get it. When they get it. Because the big thing is our prayer is that they get it. Amen. So guess what? God can use you. I don't care if you got 10 kids, no kids, aunts, uncle, the kid next door, whatever. Or even maybe somebody, maybe some seniors, maybe somebody your same age. Look, the gospel message has no expiration date on it. Amen. It's not just, oh, this is only good for uh, 10 and under. Or 50 and over or whatever like that. It is perfect for all ages. 
It's life changing for all ages. So remember that. I know you do, but I just want you to hear that. Because sometimes we'll write it off. Well, they're, they're, you know, they're older than me. They ought to know. I didn't know. I was 30. I'm glad somebody didn't assume. Well, he already knows. Or maybe somebody assumes that, well, he's too far gone. If you're here today, you're not too far gone. You're right where you're supposed to be for a time such as this. Let's keep on rolling. Now, talking about our uniqueness, a lot of times we, we think we need to compare side to side. You know, this one does this, this one does that, and everything else. I can tell you, I don't want to compare myself to this guy with a hammer and a saw. I will come up with some, I'll be, I'll be only going to do about two tables. I won't be able to do that. He's gifted in that. He loves doing that. And he uses his gift in that. What is it, the gift that God's given you? So when I'm saying whatever it is, use it for the kingdom. That's amazing. Now, I don't, you don't play any guitar, do you? I was going to say, <laughs> if you can build stuff and play guitar, I'm out. No, I'm <laughs> But you know what? Everybody is equipped a little different. And it's just as unique as what she does, he does, they do. I want you to see the value in you where you are right now. Because God's put that in you. Amen. I had a few things in here. I said, you know what? I, I, I guess I better read my notes here. I said, you are who you are because that's who God made you. And y'all probably think, that I thought this was funny. I'm not usually quiet anytime. I get more elbows in my sleep than you're, you're dreaming, you're talking. The guys at work said, do you ever stop talking? But see, God uses that like on Sunday morning, amen? You think about that. And so when I look at different uniqueness, if you're inviting somebody over to sit on your front porch and bird watch, it's probably not going to be me. I'll go, check it out. And, you know, now, if you're having a cookout, fireworks and stuff like that, I'm your man. I'm like, light another one, man. Throw it. I just, I just love that. You know, <laughs> my mom used to say, please sit down. You're making me nervous. You know, just breathe. But I'm telling you, man, when I leave this place, they're going to say, man, he didn't leave no parts for nobody. I'm going to live this life. I want to live this life. I don't want to be obnoxious. I don't want to be offensive to somebody. But that's kind of my makeup. And that's okay. Because that's the uniqueness in me. I got a buddy at work. And we're really good friends. And you talk about two guys that are like this. If you could take the channels and put them together, he is like C-SPAN and I'm like hee-haw. I'm telling you, but it works because if I listen to him, he can bring forth a lot of things I've never even thought about. And when I tell him a story, he goes, you're kidding me. That actually happened. I go, oh yeah, look at the scar, you know, something like that. So you can share things and be a blessing. You don't have to look like the person next door or the person that sits beside you and act like them because the uniqueness that God has in you is for a time such as this. And I'm sure glad of that. Because I tell you what, school is not my thing. How many people went to school and liked it? Well, see, Jess, you ain't the one. Yeah, I mean, some did. Yeah, we liked that. That was good. Sports was good. Recess, lunch, the, the mystery meat. Yeah. Man, my mom would pack, this is totally unreal. She would pack me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for like three years. Not her fault. I said, that's all I want. Eat something else. I said, that's good. Because I knew that a lot of people at my table would trade that off. 
See? See, I could get like pizza and a cookie for that thing. I said, oh, no, Mom, I just love it. No, I knew that it had very good bartering power. You know what I mean? She said, son, you've been eating the same thing for three years. I said, well, soda. <laughs> I'm gaining weight. Everything else, you know? I, man, I, I knew like on Wednesdays we had the hamburger steak. And I knew Donnell Jones wasn't going to eat that. I'd be like, hey, you want to get it? You understand? <laughs> Throw in the beans. Okay, here we go. Friday was pizza. Come on, man. Hey, you want that? Is that one of your mom's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Now, now they're bidding. Now I'm going to get a fruit cup coming with this thing, too. You know? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little different. A little unique. But, you know, all those things, man, God puts in us. And I think sometimes the biggest thing is we got to laugh at ourselves. I would not make it if I didn't laugh at myself sometimes. I mean, sometimes I'm doing stuff and I go, that was really not good. Can you believe that? And I was like, is there any way I could use it? Look at that. Is there any way? See what I mean? <laughs> that was that plan. But is there any way, Lord, that you can use that to encourage somebody in the Lord? You know? It's, it's funny. I, I got to share this. I know I'm taking a little time on this. But the most, I got to say, it's kind of fun. When I meet somebody that hadn't seen me for a while, they always, the, the next thing they see me, when they see me, they go, hey, man, how you doing? They go, hey, man, you still jamming? Because I always play guitar all the time. So they're used to seeing me in that setting, you know? And I go, oh, yeah, man. Man, where are you playing? And I said, man, I jam every week. Really? I said, man, every week, man. I said, my son's playing drums. Got a girl that sings real good and everything. So I always tell him, I said, look, man, if you're not that good, get a good band. That's what you do. Surround yourself. Man, I'd like to come check y'all out. I said, man, come on to church at 10 o'clock. They go, what? <laughs> what? And then they go, really? I said, what's your preacher like? I said, he's got a dump. he got long hair. Really? What's his name? I said, you looking at him? <laughs> no way. <laughs> they go, no way. I go, isn't it cool? They go, you're kidding, man. I go, no, I thought he was kidding too, but it's not. God is so good that he'll use you right where you are. And to me, I think that just makes me run harder and faster and everything else because I go, man, hope he don't change his mind. I'm teasing. God doesn't change his mind unless he loves you. But you know what? That, that'll come in that mind right there. You know? But he knew. He said, you know what? I'm going to use that little long-haired boy that won't shut up for the kingdom. Sounds good to me. What is it he put in your life that he can use? Maybe it's a hammer. Maybe it's encouragement. Maybe it's bacon. Maybe it's listening. Man, how many got a friend that's a good listener? I do. Priceless. How many know I'm preaching to myself that sometimes your friend might not want to always listen, even if they're a good listener? <coughs> yeah, they like to talk sometimes too. So Lord, help us to have ears and love one another. So whatever the gift is, I want to say this. Let the Lord shape your gift. Man, when I got saved, let me tell you how the enemy lied to me. You ain't never going to play guitar again. What? I got saved in a small little church that came outside and there was an organ on one side and a keyboard on the other. In my mind, that was scary. You know? I'm thinking, when I hear that organ, this is just me, and I know there's organ-loving people, and that's great. But I went, what was that thing, the ghost of Mr. Chicken? That's what I remember. Y'all remember that movie? I'm like, oh, is it playing that thing? You know? Because you, you start pulling from what you know, what you see. I didn't have any reference, any background. Went to church once when I was five and once when I'm 30. Oh, boy. Woo, cleared off. But you know what? God took that 
and start shaping the gifts. And when I found out I could do the thing that I love and use it for the kingdom, I was like, look out. I'll play. Let me play. Can I play? Let me do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. And then I started looking at my life and I was still rocking and rolling and I was still holy rolling and I was kind of on the fence. And man, the ways of the world were using me up but the things of God were filling me up. And I said, you know what? I think it's time to jump over here. But God was gracious in the midst of everything. He didn't say, oh, you got saved. You can't have no fun. Just fall in line and just pray. That wasn't it. He said, I love you. You're unique. I got a gift for you. I'm going to use you to reach somebody that nobody else is going to talk to. I'm going to use you in a way to make somebody laugh and open their heart so I can throw that seed of the gospel in there so that it'll grow. See, that's the thing. I had a guy one time we were doing something and I never met this man. Um, He had bought some of our music online. This was years ago and we hit it off and was talking to him and everything else. And my brother-in-law was doing a lot of different things. He said, man, you need a commercial. That's what you need, a commercial. I said, I don't need no commercial. He said, I'm doing it for free. I said, well, I like a commercial. (laughs) We ain't done yet. He said, what do you want it to say? I said, everybody needs Jesus. He said, we'll get to that. I said, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Man, I ain't been saved long at all, you know? So I talked to my buddy. Remember, he was good listening people? And I said, hey, man, what do you think about this? He said, I think that's great, man. You know, use everything that God surrounded you with to further the kingdom. Never saw this guy before in my life, but he was speaking into my life. I said, I don't even know what to say. I said, would you write it? He said, yeah. And he wrote this whole thing out. And my brother-in-law had a guy read it and everything. It sounded really professional. But the thing, this is, not, this is how it touched my heart. He said, Buddy Chapman has the ability to share the message with the common man where he is. Amen. I said, that's me. I don't know the big words. I, don't know, I just know, hey man, I love you and Jesus loves you too. He said, that's all it takes. That's all he asked you to do. You don't, he didn't ask you to you know, be a professor. He said, be a preacher. I said, okay. See, the good news, what did I say? Has no expiration date. The good news, you don't have to twist it and bend it. You just got to share it. Amen? And God will let you share it, allow you to share it, encourage you to share it right where you are. Maybe it's on your track team. Maybe it's with your motorcycle. Maybe it's at the hunt club. Maybe it's, I don't know. But I tell you what, it's always ripe. We were thinking about yesterday, man, do I put tomatoes down? Do I put this down and everything else? And Miles told me, he said, I think you're making this too complicated. I said, well, what do you do? He says, I dig a hole like this right here, and I throw it in there, and I walk away. <laughs> I said, I can do that. He said, I don't even order it. I said, well, okay. I'm thinking, I might have to order it where I live. I don't know. We'll see what's going on. And I thought about that. And I watched him till up stuff like we were talking the other day. And I said, man, Lord, you're speaking to me again. See, a lot of times what we want to do is we put, it, put the, the seed in and then we, anything coming up yet? Pull it back there. You know, man, he said, bury it down deep. He said, man, I'll bring it up to the first stalk, right up to the armpit of the plant. That's my buddy. I go down there. I said, well, why is that? I want to choke it out? He said, you want it to have good root. And I said, boy, you preaching a sermon right there. He didn't even know how much he was encouraging me. 
hey, I appreciate him coming over and helping me out. But the things he was saying, God was running it through my filter and he was showing me, he said, that's no different than you. That's no different than you. That's no different than you. Let your roots sink down deep in the word of God and he will draw you up in the sun, S-O-N, will draw you on up, amen, and feed on that. Let's keep on going. So we want the Lord to shape our gift. What else we got? Use it for his service. I can guarantee you that Miles was not thinking that he was going to be in the sermon today, and I didn't know it either until we we're there, just doing what he loved to do. He took time out of his busy schedule. That's amazing to me when people do that. You can give and you can do and all these things, but man, if somebody just takes a few minutes of the time, because you cannot repay that. You know that? How many people are busy? Most everybody. But if somebody whittles out a little time, you know what it says? You matter. You're worth it. God whittled out your whole life. And it was whittled out on that cross right there. And he purchased it out of sin so we could live it. Amen. Man, don't sit on the sidelines. Don't sit on the sidelines. Keep on going. Let's keep on going. Use it for his service. Amen. Have the confidence of Christ in you. Anybody get a little shaky sometimes? Can I be honest with you? We played those songs this morning. I messed up every single one of them twice. Every single one of them. Sang words different. Played the first song to another song until they finally said, uh, can you just stop there? Basically, I was like, what? And here's the thing. I don't read music. So it's, uh, it's almost like a design to me. It's like, oh, we're going to go this way this many times. We're going to go this way this many times. So if I get something out of this little pea brain, we're going down. So I just, when I drove my truck up there, I said, Lord, you've got to fix this. They work too hard. I don't want to derail them. He said, this is what the Lord said. Just trust me. I got back in there and sat down. Y'all heard me talk about this. And God brings things back to your memory sometimes. I said, Lord, I, I, I don't remember half them songs. See, because I kind of get a few things going on in my mind in the morning. Like 1230 at last night when I was running over those songs, I had them. But I didn't have them this morning. I'm just telling you what happens behind the scenes sometimes. Because I know whether it's the song or it's the test or it's the thing you're going to say to somebody at work the next day. You got it all lined up and you get here and that's your desire to do that. And something just gets out of whack. And you've got two choices. The Lord's like, you can keep trying to fight that way through there or you can dance with me. I said, dance with you. And I thought about, you heard me say this the last couple of weeks, about a friend of mine where they have the kite and she would just dance with God. He said, just dance with me. Just play it. You know what? We made it through. And I thought, what's the big deal if I miss a note anyway? Nobody's going to go home and go, you know, man, I would have got saved today. But he hit an E instead of an E minor. The reason I share those things like that, we, me, we want to do our best. But what I found out is, if I just let God be God and hold on to things and walk with him, Instead of me trying to muscle every piece of it along the way. And what happens then? Then when I mess up, who am I down? I'm down on myself. I'm down on myself. So, you know, I said, Lord, let's dance. You know what? I'm going to play them songs for you. I'm going to do my very best, but you know what? Take it and make it so much more. And that was just like the song that Miss Tanya picked out. Are you ready now? I believe God is asking us, are you ready now? Are you ready now? You've done it your way. Are you ready now? 
I hope today is a day that we can say that because we have confidence in Christ. Amen. And I want you to know that God has the master plan. Anybody believe that? Mm -hmm. Here's the here's the thing that I find out talking to people in my own life. We believe God's got the master plan, but we think that he's holding the cards too close to his chest that we can't see him. talked to my friends yesterday and we talked about time going by and things like that and we were talking they had no idea what I was preaching on had no idea and my friend had told me said man he said about a year ago he said I've been at my job a long time he said I felt like something was missing he said I he said Lord he cried out to the Lord and he's got a good job he's got time in and everything else he said Lord if you want me to step down from this job and do something else you got to show me I said what did he do he said, he didn't show me right then. He said, a week went by. And he said, one of my co-workers went through a really, really tough time. And God urged me and encouraged me to encourage him. And he came through the other side. He said, about two weeks after that, he said, somebody else had something going on in their life. And it's like God put me right in the middle. And I was able to encourage. Share the Lord with them. Lead them to the Lord. Minister to the family. And he said, I sat down that day. He says, I got it, Lord. This is where I'm supposed to be. See, sometimes we think the job is about the paycheck. We got to make a living. God knows that. Sometimes we think it's about how high we're going to crawl up the ladder. Nothing wrong with, you know, uh, being all you could be. But do you ever stop to think? That God's got me at this job, at this time, at this place for a time such as this. Because it's part of his master plan. Think about that. It's part of his master plan. You know, teaching's a tough thing. Maybe, you, maybe out of 25 years, maybe there's one kid you're going to speak to his life. And it changes his life. Isn't that something? Did anybody have a teacher that impacted their life greatly after all these years? Come on. Isn't that something? Amazing, And it may be one or two things. Two teachers and probably even more than that. As I think back, when I was in fifth grade, I was just like I was now wide open and everything else. But this lady, my teacher, took the time to try to harness some of that energy. Instead of me being an outcast, she was able to redirect some of that where I became a leader in the class. That just blew me away. She would stop by my mom and dad's house. Anybody do that anymore? She would stop by after school and talk to my mom. I thought, oh, this ain't going to be good. But when she left, my mom was still happy. I'm thinking, I'm done it now. She even took her time. And, and you know, nowadays you got to be careful with all this stuff. She took me to a hockey game. She knew that's something I liked. And, and as I was working and doing things and she was working things in my life, she invested more time in me and it changed my life. I went from just doing okay to when I went to sixth grade, I was in the higher end of the classes. Isn't that something? Let me reel back one more year. Fourth grade. At third grade, they redid the zoning where we lived. And I went to one school and then we shifted. And it was weird because my, one of my buddies that I could, you know, throw a rock and hit his house. He was going to the old school. 
I didn't like change. How many people don't like change usually? Most of us. God's master plan. So I made some new friends. Denise says, how do you know so many people? Because I went to school with people from, from Chesapeake Avenue, from Newport News Avenue, from down in Buckrow. They, they did all those things. So if there's one good thing that came out, I met a lot of different people. And I also got to see things through different folks' eyes. So when somebody responds a different way, I go, oh, okay. Maybe that's why they're responding that way. But isn't this amazing? My teacher in the fourth grade had a little Oriental boy. African-American boy and a little old redneck boy. And I love my buddies, James and Maurice, but they were smart. It just came so easy for them. So easy. Oh my gosh, it was so easy for them to do stuff, it seemed to me. So it pushed me even harder because I wanted to hang out with them. And I missed the mark. But she saw how hard I was trying. And you know what she did? She came alongside and she would put me in a group with those guys because I wasn't cutting up because I didn't know this. If I didn't make the grade, I'm out. She didn't say, well, if you don't do right, she said, come on, you can do it. You can do that. And guess what? It changed everything. It changed everything. She took what could have, I could have been acting out because you know what? We know this. We act out. We want attention. We'll act out any way we can get attention. I don't know why we do that, but we'll do that. Right? But she, again, saw something there and said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to work God's master plan in your life. Aren't you thankful for those folks that took the time? Amen? Let's keep on rolling. You're unique, and I want you to know that today. I had a few things in here that I didn't want to miss here. I said, when we share stories from our past, and God gets the glory, I think that's something that uh, is just a testimony to God. We don't focus on all of us, but we focus on where we were, where God came in, and where God carried us to. Amen. And God's still carrying us along the way. He's not done with you yet. Somebody say, he's not done with me yet. Amen. Amen. Let's keep on going. Well, I want to hit on something else here. A little friendly fire. Man, this time you found the perfect picture right there. Mm -mm -mm. We can beat ourselves up. I said, you know, <clears throat> we can be... Uh, a lot of stumbling blocks to other people, but we can also be stumbling blocks to ourselves. And how many know <clears throat> that uh, you can get a lot of advice from a lot of people? Amen. Notice I didn't say you can get a lot of good advice from a lot of people, but you can get good advice from people. But I'm going to tell you what, whatever advice you get from somebody, be sure that you line it up with God's word. Amen. God will use somebody to speak to you. And don't think they've got to be a professor to do it. It's amazing. I have talked to people. It, it just, it blows me away. I've had people that are engineers and doctors and everything like that. And I'll say, hey, how you doing? I'm just uplifting, trying to be like this. I'm getting ready to leave. And they said, you got a minute. I go, yeah. And they shut the door and they sit down and they start talking. I'm going, oh. I'm thinking, why are you asking me? I shared this before. I went and they thought I had sleep apnea. I went and saw a young doctor and went there. And uh, I said, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm going to try to share Jesus with anybody. And he's looking up my nose and in my ears and all this. And I'm talking about stuff. And I could tell that he was irritated. And he says, I got a question for you. I said, okay, it reminds me of this movie. 
It really reminds me of the movie, you haven't seen God's Not Dead. It reminded me of this. The guy said, well, you know what? And he takes his little stethoscope down, and I'm going, whoa, what did I walk into? And he slings this down. This has been years ago. And he goes, if heaven's so good, and Christians believe what they believe, why is everybody over at the hospital crying and slinging snot, is what he's saying, and this, that, and everything else, when is their time to go? Tell me that. And God's so good. I said, sound like they had a lot to live for if you ask me. Maybe they didn't feel like God's done with them yet. Because you know what? Life's a hard thing to give up. Even when you know. Even when you know. And he didn't know what to say to that. He said, but I, well, I said, well, looks like God tries to use you while I do this. And he was all about the science and he was all about this and everything else. I said, sounds like part of God's master plan. I said, because you probably don't even know this, but I pray every day for somebody to give me an opportunity. I said, I guess you're my opportunity today. <laughs> he didn't know what to do with me. He didn't know what to do with me. And he just sat there and he wrote some notes and he put his stuff down. And he goes, I want to talk to you again. I said, sounds good to me. So I did get to talk to him again. And I wish I'd have asked him this. What happened in your life to make you so bitter? I didn't. I didn't have to know the answer to that question. But I knew the answer to all questions. And his name is Jesus. And I just loved on him. And I said, hey, man, I'm probably not going to change your mind in five minutes. But God can change your life in an instant. That's what I got. Have a great day. And I just pray that maybe somewhere, some along the line, that he grabbed a hold of that. But you know what? There's some friendly fire sometimes. And let's keep on going with this. I said, you know what? We need to follow the plan God has, not the one other sets for you. Many of y'all heard me say this, and, and it rings in my mind from time to time. When we started the church, uh, the pastor that I was under for some years, he said, I want to talk to you before you jump out and all this stuff. I said, okay. And I thought he was going to really shake me down and give me this and all that. And the last conversation we had, and I've shared this before, he said this. And I said, what is that? He said, I just want you to know something. He said, I know God's called you. I know that the Lord has equipped you for what you're going to do. I said, I felt pretty good about that. He said, but I want you to hear what I'm going to say. And he woke and he waited a minute. You know, when somebody says that, it's like, and you're going, yeah. He said, God loves you and everybody else has a plan for your life. And then he went, <laughs> I was like, what's the, <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. And as time goes by, I started to understand what that meant. You can get a lot of good advice, but you better take God's advice. When somebody speaks to you, and anybody can speak to you, we're on a level playing ground there. Make sure you're lining up with the Lord. Because people say, well, you ought to do this. You ought to have people come in the door, right? And, and, and I said, well, hey, it's your first time here. We left our other church because it was like this and like that and everything else, right? And they said, we just love what y'all are doing here. And next week, they tell me everything we need to change. To make it like the old church where they just left. I go, wow. God loves you. Everybody has a great plan for your life. I'm going to sum it up. Seek the Lord first. Amen. Amen.
God will talk to you through other folks. Line it up with his word. Amen. Ain't taking anything from that. Well, I thought about this. Refresh yourself in the Lord. How many know King David would do that from time to time when he was a little boy? He'd, he'd, he'd have to go after Goliath and all these different things. And Saul was chasing after him and, and all these things to try to kill him off. But the Bible says that he would refresh himself in the Lord. How did he do that? He spent time praying. He spent time fellowshipping with the Lord and praising him. The next time you get down... Find one thing in your life that you can praise the Lord about. I'll help you out. If you're breathing, that's a good start. Amen? Because it's not too late. It's not too late. Use that. The next thing I was talking about is don't beat yourself up. Man, we can do that. The man in the mirror, the lady in the mirror could be your worst enemy. I said we can beat ourselves up better than anybody if we're not careful. Real quick. I went to one of my buddies' house. I'll see him get a little long, so I'm going to pick it up here. I went to one of my buddies' house. Many of y'all know I've walked through some pretty tough times with my mom and we're coming out the other side. But you learn from that, right? So when something else and somebody else is coming down that track, you want to make sure that they know about that as well. And my buddy's dad went into the hospital and, and things that looked good. So I talked to him. I said, hey, the family was in and everything else. And I went by the house and stayed over there at 10, 11 o'clock and I'm just talking and talking. I mean, I went to kindergarten with this guy. I've known him all my life. I've been in that family's house more than I've been in my own house. And I said, hey, but does, you know, do they have a will? Man, I don't know. Hey, I'm just talking about the business end. Because we've had a conversation, do you know Jesus, amen? I said, we always call his mom, Ma. I said, what's Ma say? She won't, she won't even talk about it. She won't even deal with it. I said, dude, we're here. We got to deal with it. You see? And I said, this is what I've learned. This is what I've seen. This is how God carried me through. This is going on. He goes, dude, I can't take any more tonight. I said, whoa, that's all right. He began to beat himself up. I said, oh, I'm not sharing this, bro. To beat you up, I'm trying to encourage you and tell you what. It is. And I'm also here to tell you you're not going to go through it alone. Had five brothers and sisters, lost one of them. I said, you got, you got reinforcement, baby. You're doing all right. There's people there that love you. Your sister lives next door. You live three minutes from your mama and dad. It's going to be all right. What does this have to do with this? And I called him the next day. He says, Whew. I listened to what you said. You're right. I was beating myself up. Now give me some numbers and give me some of this and all that. And also... Thanks for the prayers. See, when that wave of reality came and my buddy at the kitchen table, man, he said, I can't, I can't listen to no more, bud. I'm done. I was like, whoa. See, sometimes, see, I thought I was helping. And I think I was overall. But it was so much information when his life was getting shaken. He started to shut down. Does that happen to anybody? He just shut down. And he began to beat up himself. I should have done this. I should have already knew this. I should have known this. I said, it's okay, man. It's not too late. It's not too late. Now, as much as that is in the physical sense, I want to take it to the spiritual sense. See, a lot of times we just go, oh, this is just too much. This is too much. What must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not that much, is it? But it will change everything. And it can be today. It can start today. Let's keep on going. Don't let others bring you down. 
Man, we can do that, can't we? We can just have ourselves just uh, overwhelmed. But I'm going to tell you what. I want to encourage us to be the light in the darkness. Amen. But it's hard to do when you're not filling up. Amen. You need to fill up on the word of God. I'm going to go ahead and spring through some of these. I thought about this with my friend. I said, am I being the friend that God desires me to be? I think that's a good check every now and then. And I really don't like the answer that I give myself sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, no. But I pray today. It's the day that we just leave it all behind and say, Lord, help me to be the friend I need to be. Now, that means you, that doesn't mean you can run all over town and try to fix everything for everybody and everything else. Found that out when I first got in ministry. That is not going to happen. God is going to be the one that does that. But God can use you at different times. And listen when he says go and stop when he says no. I'm still learning that. But that's okay. And even in the midst of that, God will do what he says he'll do. I had something down here in big letters. I said, you know, about being a friend that God desires. I said, you know, am I being loving? Am I being concerned? Am I being compassionate? Am I a good listener? Why'd you ask that? Because that's what I desire in a friend. And I came on down here and I didn't realize until I finished writing these things. And I wrote this. Do I love unconditionally? And I did something else and I was writing and I came back and I looked at that and I go, those are the characteristics of Christ. Am I being more like Jesus? Lord, help me to be more like Jesus. Help me to love unconditionally. Help me to let the stuff go fast that doesn't matter. Because all you do is drag it into the next day. It doesn't make you better. It makes you bitter. And I realize there are some really tough things to let go. But I also know this. That if I hold my hand tight like this. And it represents my heart to be like that. It's really hard for God to put something in it to grow in it. When Miles was going on tilling that ground. He hit some hard spots. And he had to stay there a little longer. To till that ground up to get the seed in there. Right? Sometimes you're where you are for the length of time that you are. Amen. I'm speaking to somebody. Because God's still tilling that hard area of your heart. God's still tilling that place in your heart to get to the place to help you to grow, help you get to where you need. But I want you to hear this. God has a divine purpose. I want to read all these scriptures and I, I want to encourage you. Read it at home as well. We're going to start here in Ephesians 1. I'm going to jump in with uh, actually we'll start in verse 3. I hope you guys can see this. Tim, follow along with me. It says, all praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Because why? We are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us. Who belong to his dear son. Do you belong to his dear son today? He is so rich in kindness and grace. That he purchased our freedom. With the blood of his son and forgave our sin. He has showered his kindness on us. Along with all wisdom. And understanding. God has now revealed to us. His mysterious plan regarding Christ. A plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. 
And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ. You see that united? That we're one in Christ. We have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that the Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, see, that's the whole thing. When you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit who he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will Give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. I'm going to tell you, spend time in the word. It'll encourage you. Amen. Let's go cut through these real quick. And I want you to see. And there's just a few verses how he really breaks this out. Kind of just really condenses down in these verses, these six areas, make it bite-sized blessings to us. We first see God's calling to us, amen? We see the giving of the divine blessing. We see the gift in our redemption. We see our purpose, amen? Share that good news and pass it on. The gift of our inheritance is promised to us and the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're not in this thing alone. God has the master plan. It's God's design. You're not here today by accident. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And whether you come back or you don't come back, we pray that you do. Or wherever God has for you, I pray that you get that soil in there. Get down in that soil deep and grow. Doesn't matter. But I can tell you this, we'll love you right where you're at. We'll encourage you right where you're at. And we'll walk this thing out in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is a guarantee, a gift that he's given us. And I want to close right where we started. God's design. You're not an afterthought. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This was what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. God decided in advance what he would do, what he would offer. Today's question is this. Have you decided what you'll do with the gift of Christ? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for all you do, your design. I thank you for each one here. I thank you, Lord, that you know what? We're not here by mistake. Nothing surprises you. Father, today, just like I read, you decided in advance that you would make salvation available to us through your son. But I say it again. Today's question is, what have you decided to do with the gift of Christ? Have you called on the name of Jesus to forgive you of your sin, to be set in that family of God? You say, well, buddy, I hear what you're saying, but there's a lot of sin in my life. Well, let me tell you, your sin didn't surprise God either than mine. His perfect sacrifice, you don't notice I said perfect, was enough for the world. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is trust. You said it sounds so easy. It is on our behalf. The hard part is what God did. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting, eternal life through him. The Bible is very clear. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. All of us. All of us. But he says, you know what? The free gift 
of eternal life is found in Jesus and only Jesus, only his son. I love that because there's one way, just like Thomas saying, one way, Jesus. Lord, help us to call on you today. Lord, if there's somebody here and, and they're just sitting on the sidelines and their heart goes, Lord, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. Lord, God, then that little nudge, when the Holy Spirit's saying, listen close. That's not buddy. That's the Lord. Listen close. I love you. I died for you. And I rose for you. Will you believe me? Will you trust me? If that's you today, just look up here. I want to pray with you, pray for you. That's what it takes. Lord, pray this from your heart. If this is, if this is what God's leading you today, pray this from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Today, I need you. I need you every day. And Lord, I know that my sin separates me from an awesome and powerful, loving God. But your love came in the form of Jesus. And he paid my ransom. Today, Lord, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Today, Lord, I call on the name of Jesus. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. If that's you today, don't leave today without sharing that with somebody else that we can rejoice and pray with you, pray for you, and continue to help you to just grow in, in your relationship. But if you're here today and you said, man, uh, buddy, I've done that and I've, I've made some bad choices since then. Amen. Join the crowd. Let me tell you something. God's not holding up scorecards on your life. He says you're forgiven. Walk in that forgiveness. Share that forgiveness. And rest in the unconditional love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't buy the lie. Receive the truth today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Praise God.